Welcome to the Beauty Box Podcast, a toolbox for the bold and beautiful women who are ready to show up powerfully, unapologetically, and wholeheartedly in their life, business, and relationships. Tune in every Thursday for tips on how to overcome blocks and create space for breakthroughs, beauty, and bliss. This is your host, V, transformational coach and space maker. listening to episode six of the beauty box podcast we are here with samantha parker social media strategist and editor at hype social strategies and badassery magazine samantha how are you doing today i'm doing fantastic how are you i am doing amazing it has been a crazy day but so much fun tell us a little bit about you Okay, um, so my name is Samantha, like you said, and I am the owner and creator of Hype Social Strategies, where we manage social media accounts for various business, uh, for various businesses. And you know, it's kind of one of those jobs that's maybe like you know, we work for chiropractor, doctors. It's not that much fun, <laughs> but I enjoy it a lot. And then I am also the editor and creator of Badassery Magazine, and that is kind of like my baby. You know, that was my big idea my passion project that's just turned into something absolutely amazing. Awesome. I love that passion project. That's awesome. So what exactly do you do with social media strategy? So I'll teach people, um, you know, even women in business, you know, just getting started first time entrepreneurs or someone who's been in business for a long time, you know, maybe it's an online business. It could be a local actual physical business. Um, and basically what I do is I create a strategy for them, um, you know, how to get visible, how to get seen online, you know, I'll implement that strategy, you know, if that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, marketing, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but if maybe they're not interested in implementation and they're not quite to that point, you know, I'll just teach them how to be visible because in my head, social media is all about being visible. You know, it's not about being social. Awesome. So what would you say around that? Like, visibility-wise, and I'm diving in because this intrigues me right now, but, like, what exactly would you say, because you said it's not about being social, it's about being visible, what would you give a tip on, like, making sure that you're being as visible as possible? Being as visible as possible for me, and this is something I say all the time, and people, you know, I get the eye roll in person, but being visible is showing up every single day. It doesn't matter if you're showing up in the right way, you know, the correct way, you know, people can get so wrapped around, like, just doing things right that they don't do it. Literally, all that matters is that you show up every day, show people that you're an expert, you know, you establish yourself as a badass, and you're like, I'm here to stay. And the reason people know you're here to stay is because you continue to do it day after day after day. So that, for me, I think is being visible. Awesome. I love that. Showing up even when you don't feel like showing up. I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we go, 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 and then, like, the honeymoon phase goes away, and then we're like, none of it's working, nobody's doing anything, and then we stop. And then when we try to come back to it, it's like we have to rebuild the couple of followers that we did gain. That is so true because people will be like, oh, only, like, 10 people like this or only, you know, no one commented back, and I'm always like, so? I'm like, was that the first time, you know? It's like it's not everything you do online isn't going to spark someone's interest, but maybe they see you the second, the third, the fourth, or even like the hundredth time down the line, and they're like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I've been thinking, and it finally clicks for them, and they make a connection with you. So you just have to show up and hope, 
Um, but it's not a hope. It's more of a just continuously doing something over and over. Awesome. So your ideal client, can you explain them to us? What do they, where are they right now? I know you said sometimes you do people that are getting started. Sometimes you do people that are already seasoned. Where exactly are, where are they? And how would they know if they're like, yes, she's the person I need to work with? So my ideal clients, and when I work with anyone too, I tell them to take their ideal client and make them into a real person. You know, and it's like even if you draw them out on a piece of paper and you describe everything they do in the day, um, what they do on the weekends, you know, you make a real persona around this ideal client. Um, and that person for me, I mean, this is like the cream of the crop, the person I want to work with the most. And that doesn't mean that I won't work with other people, you know, but I would say like my ultimate cream of the crop ideal client um, is someone who has been in business. I, I like to work with female entrepreneurs that have maybe been in business for a year or two. Um, but this is just like my ultimate I dream, you know, I dream situation. It's the person I could dream up at night. <laughs> they might not really exist, but there's a few of them out there. I know it. But, um, you know, they've been in business for a couple of years. They've got an established product or an established service. And they're really just taking, they're looking to take their game to the next level. That for me is like a total ideal client. I want to work with them month to month. But then at the same point, I will work with someone who's brand new and just kind of map out a strategy for them as well. Awesome. That's great. So what are three maybe pain points that your ideal client suffers with? That, you know, if it is your ideal, she's a female entrepreneur, what is keeping her up at night? Um, I think it would be um, that they just don't know where to start. You know, it's like they've got all this information. Maybe they already have an established following, but they're kind of like drowning in it. And they're not sure where to start to take themselves up another level. So something I do for them is they come in and I evaluate all the systems that they're using on social media platforms. You know, that includes even like email marketing, Pinterest as well. Um, and we'll look at them and we'll be like, oh, how could we make this better? So that's a pain point that I can hit for people is creating a system. So social media doesn't stress them out as much because I think people get really stressed out by the amount of like interactions and thoughts and things and just even energy that's flowing through from platform to platform. So I always tell people, I'm like, we're just going to start with point A, and then we're going to work ourselves up into that, like, everywhere status. So that's, yes. that's the pain point I like to start with. Awesome. Yes, I definitely agree. Overwhelm in social media is very easy. to it's, it's, It happens very easily. There's a lot going on. Um, so how do you help with those pain points, that sense of, wanting to build your audience and honoring the relationships that you have built and then honoring who you are all in the same process and showing up? Um, I, I'll just give you an example. Like for me personally, the way I honor that is, you know, I show up every day, but I could get so overwhelmed like just by like my email or just by like Facebook messenger, people reaching out to me, you know, either wanting to work together, collaborate or work with the magazine you know, I could easily just be like trapped into this like, you know, Alice in Wonderland hole of my phone and never get out of it. So for me, I've honored that process by sticking to like a pretty good routine. Um, I have an extreme block schedule that is, you know, I know from this time to this time, I'm going to be on my phone interacting with people, you know, or on my computer. Um, a lot of times I say my phone or my laptop because I'll take things out and about, you know, I make it work into my own lifestyle. I don't... But I guess what I'm trying to say is I always come first in the social media lifestyle 
you know, I make it work for me and I don't work for it. Amazing. I think that's really key to anything that we do, like social media, of course, because it's really easy to get in that hole of like, you start scrolling and like, oh my God, 30 minutes have passed. And it's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like be very intentional about, you know, your actions on it. You know, am I here? Because occasionally, you know, we all like to browse through our Facebook feed and just see all the random stuff, you know, and I'll, I'll allow myself a little bit of time for that as well, just to see like family and friends. But, you know, be very specific and very intentional with everything you're doing on social media. Awesome intention. I like that. Setting the intention for social media. And then would you say that social media is about how many people like and follow you, or is it more than that? No, no. It is not about how many people like and follow you. You know, um, I see these there's just a lot of people who have these huge accounts, you know, they'll have like 100,000 followers on Instagram, but you'll see they're not getting very many comments and it's like they're only kind of there for a visual aspect. They haven't learned to monetize it. So for me, social media is, I would rather have, you know, I would rather have 500 incredibly engaged or even 100 or even 10, you know, depending where you're at. I would rather have like, we'll just say 10, 10 incredibly engaged people who want to work with me, who love what I do, almost like a fan following than 100,000 followers because I've created a community sense. Like social media is about building a community. I want people to interact with me. I want to talk to them. I just don't want them to be another number on my list. Yes. Yes, I love that. And then you went into the, the idea of community. What are the keys to building a successful community for your business? I think the key is, I mean, it's going to be the same, you know, sometimes I sound like a broken record, but I think the key of building a strong community is showing up every single day and then, but showing up with value, you know, not just showing up to throw a cell in their face or not just showing up, you know, with a fluffy quote. I always tell people, I'm like, take, you know, take your fluffy quotes and just put them away somewhere, (laughs) you know, show up with true value and be willing to nurture the relationships in your community. So, you know, you might have to set, I set aside time for it. And people are like, how do you set aside time, you know, for that? I'm like, well, I'm going to set aside an hour a day to interact with my community. And that's just like actually responding to the comments, you know, any sort of prompts or posts that I'm putting up, you know, I'm engaging with them as well. I'm not just, you know, throwing it up through Hootsuite or a scheduling tool and then just forgetting about it. Like I'm actually showing up as a real person and I'm treating them like real people and valuing their relationship whether or not like they're just there to get some tips from me or whether or not they're there to work with me. So I kind of treat everyone as an equal field and we truly are all equal community players. Awesome. I love that so much, Samantha. Um, Something (laughs) that I struggled with a couple of months back was because I started using Hootsuite and it felt so icky because I was just like on Sunday nights, I was trying to plan out my content and do all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, this doesn't feel good to me. And it was really hard for me to accept the fact that that just wasn't my fit, you know, that I couldn't be that person who, and for some people it works great. They plan out their content and they consistently show up. And when I ask them, like, how are you doing it? They're like, oh, I'm planning out my content. And I'm like, yeah, I've tried that. Um, And I don't know why it just doesn't work. I like to be interactive and I like to be there and, and put it up when it happens. That's exactly it. And I think it's, you know, you can have a good, healthy combination of both. So it's like, okay, I'm going to schedule out, like, I know I have a blog post or something coming out. So I'll just pre-schedule that prompt to share on social media. You know, that's totally fine. 
but I think we also need to give ourselves some room for inspiration. So I know, like, um, I'm very personal in my posts. You know, there's a, people know a lot about me on my social media following. You know, they know about my past, my struggles. And if I wake up in the morning and that's what I've been inspired to write about, that's what I'm going to share with people because that's what they need to hear. They need a real person. You know, we don't need another flat lay. We don't need another, again, the fluffy quote. You know, they want to connect with real people, and that's how you build a community. Definitely. I love that. Awesome. So what would you say when it comes to, because I know I've been through this struggle, and some of my clients have as well, like on social media, it's really easy to compare yourself because it's loud, and we see all of these, like, amazing things that are happening in other people's lives, and sometimes it's not the whole story. Most times it's not the whole story. And, and then it's hard to foster that sense of, like, let's collaborate with each other. So when it comes to collaboration over competition and how social media falls into that, what would you say around that? Um, we've completely based that Astro Magazine around as collaboration. Um, but I think, you know, this is – one of the blocks that I listed out um, that's been a big block for me is that I, in the beginning, I would even say this time last year, I was so scared to follow any other social media people or anyone online that was doing what I was doing. And then I would look at their following and I'd be like, oh my gosh, they have a huge following and I don't. You know, and it's like, it's so easy to get caught up in that in your mind. And literally the only thing you can do is get over it. You just, because basically you're hurting yourself. So it's like, get over your damn self decide that you're going to show up, decide that you're going to be that person you want to be and just level up and do it. Like there's no like cookie cutter formula or easy way to put it. You just literally have to get over it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, that sounds like a great idea though. Just get over it. Like just get over it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing like fluffy or fancy about it because I tried for a long time to find all these different routes. And then in the end, it was like I just had to change my mind about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another great thing, I think, is understanding that it's not the whole picture. Like what's on social media is not the whole picture. And no, it's you, not. And people are struggling so much. You know, not, That's why I tell people I might be real with your audience and they'll actually like you more. They'll want to come to you. Um, you know, it's like people, they throw up these really fake lives on social media and we tend to hide who we really are. And so what you're seeing is just a little snapshot of the best moments of people's life. Definitely. Definitely. So tell me a little bit about Badassery and what that whole magazine entails. And, like, so the listeners can look it up and, you know, if they're interested. Okay. Yeah, Badassery magazine, we put out a new issue every month. Um, October today, actually, our fifth issue just came out, um, and I've already, I just, I'm obsessed with seeing how many readers we constantly have, and we've already had a whole bunch of people have already opened it today, so it's really exciting to watch. But Badassery is all about just empowering people, empowering entrepreneurs to know that they're not alone. Um, the articles in it are written by contributors, you know, they're people just, like, they're just normal people. Nothing, um, well, I'd say we're all special, but there's nothing that makes them, like, extraordinary, different from people. You know, we're all just regular people. They um, share their knowledge, you know, their own struggles, their own inspirations. And so the whole magazine is made up of collaborations of different things. Um, and we've tried really hard to stay away from, I mean, you're never going to see, like, a fake beauty ad in it. You know, you're never going to see anything like that. So it's really just about being real and raw and just being badass. 
Um, I think the definition of badassery is doing extraordinary things that um, leaves all onlookers awestruck. I don't think I said that completely correct. I'd have to pull it up. (laughs) If you go to Urban Dictionary and look up the definition of badassery, um, it's very mm-hmm. similar to what I just said, <laughs> but basically it's going to let you know that like we're here too. We have struggles and we've literally, we've also built a community around badassery. Um, but if you go to badasserymag.com, um, it's a totally free subscription. It's a digital magazine. You can view it. It's fun. It looks like a real magazine, you know, and if you feel like you need to, you can also pay to have a hard copy mailed to you, but it's totally free. It's just a digital subscription. You know, there's no no catch behind it. It's you can read it, you can share it. It's just a lot of fun. Awesome. I love that. Um, okay, so personable moments now. What are five cool facts about you? Oh, I know. I was like five cool facts about me. <laughs> um, I guess my first one. I was. A lot of people are surprised to hear I am an army wife. Um, I had my last son while my husband was in Afghanistan. So a you know, I'm not just like just stay at my home mom who's had all these things handed to me. I've had to work really hard for where I'm at, and I've had to do a lot of it alone. So I think that's a cool fact about me is I'm a badass. I had my son, you know, by myself, and it's been my husband's home now, and he's been on two tours. But being an army wife, I think, is a pretty cool fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my second fact is that I'm an editor of Bathory Magazine. I tend to like that my pride when people are like what do you do I'm like I edit this magazine I created so so fun um another fact about me too is prior to having my son I had my daughter um quite a bit before then and it was it was 20 when I had her 19 when I was pregnant so I like to tell people I'm like I was also a teen mom so I think overcoming like some struggles and adversities there as well and that's something I own it's not something that people a lot of times people are almost ashamed that they went through that experience, but I think that's a really cool fact about me is that I, I did it, now I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, this, uh, so fact number four would be my family and I are in the process of getting ready to sell basically everything we own, and including our home and uprooting our family, and we're going to travel on the road. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, that's like my big cool fact. And it's fun when I tell some people are like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And other people are like, you guys are totally nuts. (laughs) But I like to think it's a cool fact. (laughs) That is amazing. I would totally do that. I actually, this is so like not podcast related, but that's okay because we show up how we are. So I actually just was talking to a friend the other day about like once I graduate from my master's, that it would be so cool to just, like, buy an RV and just, just live out of the RV and just drive around and explore and be free. Like, we don't get to do that when you have, like, a 9-to-5 and you have to follow up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I quit my 9-to-5 a year and a half ago, and now I'm, like, built this business. And, like, I literally – I could almost exclusively work from my phone if I got a little better at, like, swipe texting, you know? But it's, like, you mm-hmm. don't have to be tethered to, like – this traditional lifestyle, and it was, it was weird. It was like just a little light bulb went off, and I looked at my husband, and I was like, why are we here? <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, no, no, like here. Why are we physically here in this home, you know? <laughs> I'm like, we don't have to be here. <laughs> so that's something we're planning to do, and I'm really excited. Um, so if you follow me online, some of those plans are going to start being shared publicly, and it might be a little fun journey to watch. 
It will. I'm definitely going to follow you. <laughs> so is there a part of you that's nervous? Um, I think it's one of those things where, you know, when you know something, like you're just, like it's become a fact almost, like, no, this is what we're going to do. But, yeah, there's lots of stuff that I'm nervous about. Um, I think but it's little execution things, like, you know, making sure that my kids can be homeschooled. Um, you know, it's just like, it's just little tiny things. Um, at first I was really nervous because I was like, I don't want to sell everything. I am a huge declutterer, though. Like people that know me, I'm like, I'm all about just throwing stuff away. So I don't have like a weird emotional attachment to things. But I guess that's the only part that I was nervous about was like getting rid of everything. So then we've come to the agreement that we're going to get a small storage unit so I can keep some sentimental items, you know, like my grandpa built our kitchen table, that type of thing. Um, I mostly get nervous about when I tell people because some of their reactions are really negative. So it's like, I don't want to tell people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's really it. I'm not nervous about the process at all. And I'm like, if we sell, what's the worst thing that happens, you know? Um, and someone was like, well, you won't have a home. And I'm like, oh, because we sold our home. But I'm like, we can buy a new home or move into an apartment. I mean, it's not, I mean, the very worst thing that would happen is we had show up at my mom's house and be like, we're going to live here for a little while. I mean, that's the worst possible outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such a brave, um, that's such a brave action. You've just inspired me to, to look into that and really think about it. <laughs> Yeah, do the hard things. They're more fun. Yes, definitely. So what is the biggest block you have faced so far? And I know you spoke about it a little bit earlier, but let's dive into yeah, that. Like your biggest block. That literally was my biggest block was looking at other people. But then I think also when I really sit down and I think, okay, I was looking at other people, that's a block. But the biggest block that I had, it was mental. It was thinking that I couldn't, you know, reach that limit or I couldn't do those things. And so once I learned to, like, control my mindset and work on my mind and realize that I can literally create my own destiny, um, once I got, you know, and it's still something I work on every single day, multiple times a day. You know, I get up every morning and I journal and I really focus hard on my mindset. But just removing those mental blocks about yourself because it's not about other people being in your way or anything like that. It's about you being in your own way. And if you realize that nothing's going to stop you, even if someone does step up and they're like, you can't do that, it's almost comical. You're like, oh, that's funny because I am doing it, you know? So I think mindset, mindset, mindset would be the biggest block that I've experienced and that I'm consistently overcoming. I love it. I love it. I actually, I consider myself a transformational coach, but 80% of the work that I do is mindset because I think that's the key to succeed. And the fact that you said, like, I practice it every morning, that is the key. Because you could learn it, and then if you stop doing it, that doesn't really help you. So awesome. No, it's true. And I openly shared with my community that I, like, totally felt I had a personal thing happen in August where I just totally fell off the wagon. And I made, like, a considerably amount less in August. But then I finished out September really big because I kind of, like, caught myself and realized what I was doing. So I – I know without a doubt that if everyone will commit to a successful mindset practice, they will also be successful. Awesome. And what would you say um, was your, like, you overcame the block with the mindset. Did you have a mentor? Did you have a coach? Like, how did you create all of this amazing stuff? Um, I think it first started, I'm a huge 
believer in, have you read the big, the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I have the audio version for it. So I haven't actually yep. read it, and I'm, I'm a different person for audio and reading, so I want to actually read it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, it's not even, like, the book. It was just her theory that, like, you have these big ideas that are floating around, and when you pop, they pop into your head, you know, you have to execute them. And that's what happened with that after magazine is I was in my bathroom getting ready one morning and I sat down on like the side of the bathtub and I typed out this whole memo of everything that Badass Three magazine would be. Then I emailed it to a friend and I said, do you want to collaborate on this? And she was just like, I'm in. So um, I think my big thing was realizing that when you have that big inspiration, just to like actually physically act upon them and just go out and do it, you know, that's big for me. Um, to answer your question, like, I guess I changed my own mind, but I also did it through working in collaborations with people. So even picking up like a business coach that can point out the things or, you know, if it's not a business coach, like maybe a really hardcore, honest friend, you know, I think everyone has one of those friends and people tell me that I'm that friend where they'll tell me something and I'm like, that's stupid. And they're like, well, you could have sugarcoated it a little, you know, <laughs> but just having, and I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just going to, you ask for my honest opinion and I'm giving it. So, you know, just having someone like that. Um, but, yeah, if you don't know the answers to something or you can't figure something out, I'm like, go out and fig- find someone that does know. You know, hire a coach or, you know, just, just do it. Like, figure it out and do it. Don't wait. Don't wait till you have all the answers. I hate waiting. Don't wait. Just do it. Yeah. I love that. I love, like, not waiting until you have all the answers. A lot of, I, a lot of the clients that I talk with, I hear that, like getting in my own way because I don't feel like I know enough. And it's just like, but, but you have to do it. <laughs> and I think um, one of our earlier interviews was basically like the, the difference between the people who are successful and are not successful is the mindset that you can do it. No matter Absolutely. What. And it's like, just start like, okay, so you're not going to put out this perfect product in this. You're not going to have this perfectly polished website. So maybe you just have a landing page, you know? Just think of like the pure basics that you have to have to get started and just have those up. And then as you go along, you can go back and craft and make everything a little shinier. Awesome, awesome. So if you were to give, I think we kind of talked about this a little earlier, but then we dove into all the fun trip stuff and I kind of sidetracked. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If you were to give people three tips on how to, boost their social media strategy right now that they can walk away with and implement, what would they be? Um, So three tips I think would be um, just get visible, you know, post something right now today, take a selfie in your bathroom if you have to, Um, you know, just start posting. And my second tip would be to make sure that you follow everything up with a call to action, you know, ask for the sell, ask for them, whatever it is, have an intention for that post and then actually ask them to do it. So maybe it's they follow you in a private Facebook group or maybe they jump on your mailing list because you've got something cool to share with them, you know, but, or maybe they sign up as a client. So, but ask for it, ask for it, ask for it. So start today, ask for it. And then my um, last one would be just to show up every day, Sunday, Monday, you know, whether or not you're sick. My favorite is, oh, I was sick. And I was like, that's funny because you could scroll through Facebook all day with the flu. You could throw up a post on Facebook even when you're sick. So just do it, you know, get visible and ask for the sale. Awesome. Awesome. Visibility, call to action, consistency. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. 
This was awesome, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Beauty Box Podcast. I loved this episode, and I know that our listeners are probably getting so much out of it. Um, ladies, you will be able to find Samantha at the link that is at the bottom of the description of the podcast. And definitely look up her Badass Dream magazine. Um, I have got to look at some of the uh, – issues that are out right now, and they look amazing. So definitely go check those out and find her ASAP so that you can follow her story as she is traveling around the U.S. It sounds so much fun. (laughs) Um, It was so amazing to have you here again. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for it. This is V, your space maker. At the end of every show, I always say that when you're creating space for everything you deserve and desire – Do it afraid, do it with love, and do it with others. See you on the next show.